Welcome to episode number 92 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. In this week's episode, I'm interviewing Claire O'Brien, who's the co-founder of The Skin Click. And if you're like me, if you've been on Facebook, you've probably seen some conversations about The Skin Click as an option for those of you who want to get started in aesthetics, but maybe don't want to grow your own business or you know have to manage all the parts of entrepreneurship. And so maybe you've seen an ad or maybe you know someone who's been with the Skin Click. I really wanted to get the inside story on how Claire co-founded it and, and really grew it because it's a very robust business. They have over 250 plus board certified providers across the country and they want to be in every state, which is crazy. So and crazy from this standpoint of crazy amazing. So, um, so, but I got to tell you, it was, so it was really great to meet Claire. It was just good to understand a little bit more about the skin click and the business. But the, the thing that really struck me was you'll find a little bit later on in the episode, this conversation and how Claire O'Brien, again, over co-founder of a big business, over 250 board certified providers nationwide in almost most States, right? that she said, I didn't think I had a mind for entrepreneurship and how she just didn't think that this was something she would do and how her brother was an entrepreneur. And I just hope that if you get nothing more from this episode, that you have a moment of realizing that if you thought entrepreneurship wasn't for you, that it's totally normal and it doesn't mean anything about where your future is going and how successful you could become if you built your own practice. And Claire is an incredible example of that. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, the I will put some of the contact information in the show notes for those of you who want to reach out. Um, but do not despair. You are not alone. And if you think you are not business-minded, you can still grow, go out there and build an incredible business. Without further delay, here's Claire O'Brien. Hi, Claire. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I wonder if you would please start by just introducing yourself, telling people a little bit, people probably know you, uh, but if they don't, because I don't know what universe they're in, but if they don't know you, um, <laughs> tell them a little bit about yourself and your background. Let's start there. Hey, hey, and thanks so much for having me. Truly, um, I, I love I love doing this kind of stuff. So, um, I'm Claire O'Brien. I am a nurse practitioner. I went to Medical University of South Carolina. Gosh, I'm like trying to do the math. I mean, I guess 15 years, which sounds crazy to say um, for my BSN. And did an accelerated program there where I was doing the the master's in nursing for nurse practitioner at, at the time. And I worked uh, on the med surge floor at the VA, which was awesome. And I know they tell you that in nursing school, like you should work med surge. And we were all like, I would rather simply pass away, but I loved it. Like I had a blast. And uh, I was in a surgical oncology for about 10 years. I, I started with Surgeonk, uh, like breast melanoma, GI, and then shifted into more head and neck surgical oncology. Did a lot of head and neck cancer, you know, thyroid, tongue, esophagus, floor of mouth, all the facial melanomas, scalp melanoma, that kind of thing. A lot of facial reconstruction there. And now um, have shifted very, very much a shift into the aesthetic world and helped uh, co found a practice called the Skin Click. And we do all concierge in, in home office, uh, medical aesthetic treatments. And so that's what I'm doing now. 
Okay. Wait, now, how did you, wh- where did aesthetics come in? Tell me like, how did this become the, the pivot from my thing melanomas of the face to, and like, where does this all come in? Like totally different. So I was in an academic medical center and I, I, you know, I will say this leaving my academic medical center job was literally the most difficult thing emotionally that I think I've ever done. Um, and terms of career, I cried every day for like two months before I left, but I I needed to leave. I had two very young children. My husband is a physician, but with like a very niche skill set, he travels quite a bit and academic cancer, cancer in general, or in a lot of academics, you can't turn off. I was going more and more part-time, but I can't get an email from someone on Thursday that says my PET scan's not approved for tomorrow. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'll be back in the office on Tuesday. Thanks for reaching out. It just doesn't work like that. You can't, you can't turn it off. And I knew that And my attending was just one of my best friends, still one of the most wonderful person and said, Oh, you know, go more part-time, do what you need. And I just, I, I had to say, this is not right for you or the practice or the patients. And I mean, we both knew that it was so difficult. And I mean, truly serendipitous, you know, God's timing, whatever, you know, you want to call it uh, a physician colleague, a friend of mine and friend of my husband's uh, approached me around that time, not realizing that I was thinking I got to get out of academia. And she said, Hey, uh, I'm doing this thing and I'm, I'm injecting. And she lives about an hour and a half away from me, but she was coming back and forth to where I live doing these concierge injections. And she said, I, I just, I can't do it anymore. I've got to have someone in, in Charleston, which is where I live. Are, are you interested? And I said, yeah, I, I, I think I am. It sounds like, you know, you make your own schedule. I can not, you know, be checking my email at 10 PM on a, a Tuesday and waking up at five to check it again. And just so different. Um, and, and my husband said, he's got his MBA as well. He's very business minded and said, why don't we work with her, not work for her? And so we joined and, and co-founded the the practice as it is now. Um, just totally, totally different. And, and I now, you know, I, I, I so enjoy it. It's completely different. They were both extremely, they're both extremely fulfilling in completely different ways. So how is skin click different? I know a little bit about it just from sure. you know, reading on your website and, um, but how does it differ and what's your model for, um, people coming in? Because are, are you a franchise model essentially? Or no, 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 we're not. So we are all, all of the APPs that work for us. So we hire nurse practitioners, PAs, physicians, MDs, or DOs. We right now, we don't have RNs practicing with us because of our model. So our model is outside the traditional office setting. We go into homes, offices, pop-ups, that kind of thing. And so for, for our model, the provider has to be able to prescribe and administer the medication, right? Mm-hmm. And and RNs in, in most states and settings simply just can't do that. It's the legalities. Nurse injectors, RNs are, are some of the best and most talented injectors in the world. That's not the issue at all. It's it's just, it's a regulatory issue for us. So um, that uh, our model is that our, our injectors are 1099 contractors. And so we provide really everything that they would need to practice a, a supervising physician training. We train our people completely differently than what you might get at a weekend course where you're learning everything A to Z in eight hours. And that we've taken these courses. It, I think they're predatory. That's another conversation for another day, but we train our injectors. We provide them then with training support. We do ongoing training, clinical resources. So, uh, uh, supervising physician, if needed, some of our 
states, they don't need that. And, um, you know, medical malpractice that's appropriate for what they're doing, supplies, product, everything. So with, and we talked about franchise model, to be honest, in the beginning, you know, does that make more sense? But um, just with corporate practice of medicine, it, it just became clear that this was really the safest way to do that, safest for patients and protecting our injectors and our practitioners. So we're, they're 1099 contractors. How many states are you located in? 41. So in 41 states, you have then nurse, NPs, DOs, MDs, PAs, all the people mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. concierge talks. That's right. Mostly tox, skincare, chemical peels. We're very, very careful with filler. Dermal filler is a totally different uh, set of safety issues. So we only allow our practitioners to train and do filler when they've reached a certain kind of skill level, trust level, judge, clinical judgment, that kind of thing, proper resources. And we're really careful about that. Yeah. Why do you like aesthetics? Like, I mean, it was an, it was an opportunity right. that came along. I know sure. you said that, but like, what is it about aesthetics that's interesting to you? You know, it's, it's just fun. And it really, for a lot of people, there's a, there's a confidence that comes, I'm, I'm 39, so I'll be 40 next year. And you can kind of get away with a lot of things in your younger twenties, you know, even early thirties. And then there becomes this bizarre shift, I think, where you feel young and your face and body and all of this is starting to say, hey, no, you're not. And so your confidence really diminishes. And and then we've got, you know, get into things like significant melasma and acne where, I mean, as an adult with acne going in a Zoom meeting, I mean, it's like, it's embarrassing. You're like, what am I, 17? So it's just a lot of fun. And, And the way that we practice I have so much more time with each of my patients. I mean, I connect with them individually. They have my cell phone number. They, you know, we talk about life things. It's, it's a very, it's just very different. So, and it's not for everybody, you know, and I, I mean, I, I know that that's, you know, there's no doubt about that. It's, but for the people who, who want to work in that space, it really, it can be very life-giving and, and rewarding, um, you know, and totally different than, than cancer patients. And I feel like I, I did that for, for 10 years and I just loved it, but there's a, a part of that, gosh, that you're, you're really, you're, you're giving an emotional expenditure every day that I just got to, to a place where I, I don't, I didn't have that to give anymore. I couldn't give it at work and, and at home. Um, I couldn't. So, so is there any sort of brick and mortar for the skin click or is it everything is done concierge? All concierge. So we, we have a, a, you know, our corporate offices and our warehouse where everything's like our skincare ships from there. But as far as like a brick and mortar practice, we've got a couple of um, little pockets of injectors that will, that they, they do have specific places where they go like on, you know, every Tuesday they're here. And so, but as far as like an actual physical location, we don't, that's, that's not our model. So we don't have that. And what made you, what made you go that route to say, we're just, we're going to do concierge. Like what, what was the rationale behind it? Very clear when, so my part business partner, Dr. Sarah Allen started this, she started doing injections and, and, concierge form in 2018. She's got four children. She's a physician. 
and laws had changed. And she said, you know, we're doing all this stuff in the home. We're trying to meet people where they are. And this is pre COVID. And I have four kids. I can get everything else at my house, home IVs, home, you know, ICU, wound care, pick lines, every, I mean, that's Dialysis. yeah, all of it. Way, yeah. That's way, way more complicated and uh, risky than what we're doing. Why, why can't I get this simple thing at my house? I don't have half a day to take off and drive to the dermatologist, sit in the waiting room for an hour. It feels very frivolous as a, as a woman, but, it, or any, anyone, but it's self, it's self-care, it's maintenance. It's like getting your makeup done, getting your eyebrows waxed, getting your hair done, whatever it is that you do to maintain. And we feel this sense of incredible guilt of going to do this thing and taking time for ourselves. So she knew that there was a, a demand or she, well, she thought, and she, so she started this kind of hypothesis and it just exploded. So she's like, okay, the demand is there. And then you put COVID on top of that. And now people know traditional medicine as we know it is, has, was out the window, you know, telemedicine was almost taboo before COVID. Um, and then the things like, you know, as soon as COVID started, before COVID, everyone was like, oh, you know, these, these models aren't safe and, you know, nobody, you shouldn't be doing Botox outside of the office. As soon as COVID hit, who's doing drive up Botox, plastics and derms, who were our biggest critics before, you know, which it's fine. I don't blame them because it's safe and fine. It's just not what they needed to do before. Um, so it's not for everybody. There's a lot of stuff that we can't do. Well, you know, we don't have lasers and uh, Morpheus and there's just certain procedures that you really shouldn't and can't do outside of an office setting. But for a lot of these procedures, they're very safe, very simple, clean, not sterile. We set up a clean environment everywhere we go. We bring our own stuff, you know, cavicide, the blue sheets, the draping. I mean, it's just, um, yeah. So the, the demand was very clearly there and, and COVID I would say propelled that for us significantly. People yeah. don't want to go back to a waiting room. They don't want to do yeah. that anymore. No, they I, don't have I to. get it. And they don't have to particularly. Um, Okay. How many of your, so you, so you teach the, the practice side of doing, you know, like all the technical skills, right? What about, mm -hmm. um, so how many of your people end up, they come to you, they're with you a year and then they go off and they're like, I want to start my own business. Like, are you guys, a a, like, is one of your benefits yeah. that you're like, we do, we have 1099s. You come in, you can learn a fuck ton of stuff here. And yeah, we support that. And we, and then you have a segment of people who end up going off on their own. Like what you guys know what your percentages are. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I could, I'm sure I could pull a percentage if that's helpful, but that is not our model. So we spend an okay. incredible amount of time, energy, money, effort, resources, training people. And we do have a non-compete. I mean, we have a non-compete that we feel protects everyone. Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's really, and now it's different for every, everybody's contract is different. So if you come into us as an experienced injector, which happens, we, you may be, we may be negotiating something different. Um, and the, and the non-compete for us too, you know, we've changed it over the years. It's really pretty specific to like what we're doing specifically. And it, you know, there's a time limit. It's, it's extremely, you know, fair. We've had multiple revisions and rounds and attorneys. We've got like nine different attorneys, I believe. Um, so yeah, that's, that's not our model. Now that that happens, people come in, essentially use us for training and then, and then they may decide to leave. And it, it just depends on the person and the situation and what's going on. But our goal is to make, make your job and life 
so much easier. So I'm in this massive injection um, group forum on, on Facebook and literally there's 30,000 people in the, in the, the group every day. There are multiple people in the group saying, I think I'm going to have to close my doors. How do you guys afford this? How, why can I cannot break it? I can't produce a profit. How do you do marketing? What are you using? looking for all these resources? Because it seems really simple to open a med spa and, and run a successful business because people see, first of all, a lot of aesthetics is smoke and mirrors. I want to be very clear about that. But they see all these people out here in their, you know, Gucci bags and Chanel loafers and, you know, their practice and it looks beautiful and all that. It's very difficult to own and run a business. Very. It's a nightmare. Like I just said, I think we have nine attorneys. And so our goal is to make it more, you know, take all of that away, take all of that off your plate. You don't have to worry about profit margins and buying power and you pay double the for the product than you thought it actually cost because you're a tiny account. I mean, there's so much that goes into it that we want it to be a place of resource, joy, help, everything that you could possibly need we're providing for you. And all, really all you have to do is set your schedule and go see your patients. And then at the end of the day, you're, you're done. You don't have to worry about taxes and legalities and paying for the EMR, paying for the med mal, how to legally pay your supervising physician, which is different in every single state. I mean, it's a nightmare. So I see it every single day in this, in this injectors forum every day, how difficult it is. What do you like particularly about, um, entrepreneurship that works for you? I mean, I, you've said you have kids and, um, that works, but what, what is it about entrepreneurship? Do you think? I mean, it's a totally different part of your brain. I, I, I never thought that, that I had that part of my brain. My brother is a very successful entrepreneur and we always joke. And then my other brother is a physician and so is my dad. And we always joke that like, he's, yeah, he's not medical, but like, he's the one, you know, that's got a plane like he's doing fine. Like, like entrepreneurship was always his thing. And so admirable. And I just never thought that my brain worked like that, but I think everybody has probably a little bit of, you know, stuff with the way your brain works that you don't even realize. Um, it, it's been really fun. I'll tell you what I think is the, the most rewarding part of this particular entrepreneurship journey is changing the lives of the women that work for us and having them say, I was able to quit my miserable ER job. I was able to quit my miserable ortho practice where I was on call, you know, treated like a resident. Uh, and set my own hours, set my own schedule, be at my kids award ceremony that I didn't realize was on Friday. And then you get the right. email from the school and you're like, holy crap, I gotta go. So I think changing the working life for, for particularly women in medicine. I mean, I single out women because I think that it is an actually a different journey for a lot of us. You know, um, the, the reality is that most of us, whether you're the breadwinner or not typically carry most of the, the mental load um, of the home. And, and that's really difficult. So just being able to give people that opportunity to, to really set your own schedule and what you're doing with your life, it's life-changing. So, yeah. What's your version of living the good life? Living the good life for me truly is being able to be at my kids stuff last minute, being able to say, yeah, I can do the Christmas party. Yeah, I can, you know, oh, you're sick today. Nothing was more distressing to me 
than having a sick child who had to, you know, stay home from school or whatever that looked like. And knowing I have a full patient panel of 15 people today. And if I cancel them, this is a big deal and it's all on me. You know, no one's dying because they didn't get the Botox. So and my patients are so understanding and so many of them are in the same position that it, it that really to me is was has been game changing. And and really being able to decide how much money I want to make is, you know, how hard I work is how much money I'm going to make. And when I want to make more money, I work a little harder. And when I'm like, you know what, we're going on vacation, that's fine. So, yeah, I think living the good life is just really being on your own, your own schedule. And whether that's making a ton of money or not, schedule is, is everything. Yeah, your own terms. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about the skin click or if they want to maybe send you a message or they're interested, um, or they want to check out if their state is included in your 41, where do they find you? Yeah. And, and we're working on expanding. It will be all 50 States at some point. There's just different legalities in a couple of States that make it a little trickier. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the skinclick.com and it's C L I Q U E that kind of click. You can be in the click. That's kind of our thing. And then all of our handles are the skin click. And then I personally am Claire O'Brien NP. So, um, O B R Y A N is my, my handle. And then I have a podcast as well called the dabble co podcast, where we talk about, uh, healthcare, women's health, everything. I don't just talk about aesthetics. I talk about a lot of things there. So, so many ways to find me. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you for coming on and just, you know, introducing yourself and to, um, our listeners and just giving us a better understanding of the skin click and, you know, just your journey. I think you're a great example of what's possible when you, you know, decide that you're going to take what, you know, you're going to repackage what you know and, and add in some new skills and, you know, you become something of an example for what's possible for, you know, a lot of other nurses and NPs and, and a lot of, you know, people who are generally in the medical professional. So profession. So I thank you for that. Um, and I thank you for your time and just coming on and sharing a little bit. So anything else that you want to end with anything that you didn't get to share that you think would be important for this podcast and people who are trying to nurses who are trying to live the good life? No, absolutely. I, I thanks so much for having me. And, and there is, there's just so much you can do with your career and it, you don't even know, you don't know what you don't know. So just look around and see what your opportunities are. Talk to other people who are doing unique things and and you can do the same thing, but thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. It was nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on. You too. Thanks, Anne. Hey there, it's Anne. Remember when you decided to build your private practice and you were so excited and you resigned from your job and you were like, this is going to be amazing. And then you opened the doors and the patients started coming in and then they didn't stop coming. And then your private practice grew a ton. And then all of a sudden, you were burnt out again. If this sounds familiar, you're going to want to check out the NP Business Accelerator, which is a business coaching program specifically for NPs in private practice. And it's designed to help you work less, make more, and use your business or private practice to live the good life. Like, come on, that's why we did this shit, right? So go to npbusinessaccelerator.com check it out. We are enrolling right now. We have a live kickoff event the first weekend in February down in Miami Beach. It will be epic. For those of you who know me, you know I love to travel and you know I love to have group events. So check it out. Again, go to npbusinessaccelerator.com and reach out if you have questions. Let's get to work and let's finally start to live the good life.